0: be at peace with your anointing. This is a common churchy phrase that most people who are in ministry have heard at least once. Over the next three weeks, we are going to really delve into what that means and how that's possible. This particular episode is just the appetizer. Be encouraged. Welcome to the Fill the Well podcast. I am your host, Apostle Jennifer P. Harris, based out of St. Louis, Missouri. I thank you for spending time with me as we go through God's word, as we are reminded that new wine cannot go in old wine skins, and that we remember that sometimes along this journey through this thing called faith, we need to stop and be replenished. And God's word, again, is the best fountain to be filled by. So I welcome you with the love of Jesus Christ, through the grace of our Father, as we begin this week once more and again to fill our wells. If I can be transparent, I actually came to my knowledge of Christ formally um, at age 16. Um, I came to faith when I was eight, but I was baptized in a Baptist church when I was 16 years old, and it is no, <laughs> it is it is no um, exaggeration for me to say my life has not been the same since and it was only here recently before my 40th birthday maybe around age thirty-seven, thirty-six 36 or 37 that I really began to come to grips with who I am in God and this was before my affirmation in uh, 2021 this is I believe a process that most of us as believers have to get to and get through. Because sometimes after all the shouting is done, all the prophetic utterances are given, when the tears have dried and you are on your way home, you have to now grapple with what just happened. You have to now take into account what you have been commissioned and fashioned to do that God being all knowing all seeing omniscient powerful and full of grace and wisdom has chosen a clay vessel to do something incredible and sometimes the incredible doesn't quite feel Incredible. The anointing can definitely make you feel lonely, isolated, misunderstood. And there are some people who wrestle with that for years and never really come into the full potential of the anointing on their life or uh, full maturation of what they're supposed to do. So, with this intro, With this brief introduction, I want to prepare the groundwork for what will be deposited over the next three weeks. I want to prepare your heart, your mind, and your spirit for what I believe God is leading me to water. The thing that you must understand before we go any further is the anointing on your life. Is yours. The anointing is for work. The job of the anointing is to draw people. You have to understand that what God has fashioned you to do, He called you to do. you have been a listener in this space for any length of time you know that I don't like to just throw terms out I don't like to throw out um, church buzzwords I like for people who find themselves on this particular side this particular side of the internet to gather strength and wisdom and actually use this particular space if God see fit as an addendum to or a supplement to any studying that you do and also a refresher to anything that you do. The one thing that I'm going to do is break up this word anointing, um, from the faith tradition that I, that I am in, which is the apostolic, the oil, when someone anoints you with oil, oil is representative of the Holy spirit. We also know that an anointing is, if you would think of it like this, and the best way I can describe it is, you've been charged with something you have been given something or the gifts that you have been given have been supercharged by God to do something. You do something that is in the best way. I believe can, this can be best expressed. Is it something that it's something uncanny? Like I know for me, my, one of my natural gifts is uh, speaking as you all know. And the other is for writing so that that gift that gift of writing god has breathed on he is supercharged he has anointed me to go into different spaces and be a scribe as well the one thing you need to understand about your specific calling your specific anointing is always seek god about it you are always free to ask the lord like is this really is this really what you want me to do is this really what i'm supposed to do with this and if it is lord what are we going to do with this? Or what are you going to do through me about this? And one of the things that is so great about being anointed is it's, it's really almost an open secret between you and God. You don't have to go around saying you're anointed. People will just know people will say, you know, quote, there's something different about you or, you know, there's some, there's something, you know, I can't, you know, I can't put my finger on it. That's always my favorite one. I can't put my finger on, it, but something, but something's different about you. But the one thing that you need to understand, I actually got this from Art 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 A R T Z A B O X dot com. When the Lord, when the Lord's Anointed One is referenced, it simply means that th- this individual has the favor of God. In some instances, the Anointed One means Jesus Christ, the Messiah, as anointed by God. The word Messiah here is actually the, the Hebrew word for that translates anointed one. Now, by no means am I equating myself or any of you with being the anointed one meaning Christ. What I am going to say to you is the anointing that's on your life is different from the one that's on my life. And you have to recognize that you have one. And then from that recognition, here comes the troubling part. Charles Stanley said one time in a sermon when you have Christ on board you have problems and as a believer I have definitely had my fair share of those but yet I wouldn't trade it the one thing that I must stress to you all in in this process of becoming okay with your anointing is understanding that God God gave you this And God will strengthen you in this where we miss it as where we miss it as believers is where, what God has graced us to do what he has anointed us to do. We don't want, because sometimes it's not easy. It's not easy. It won't make us a lot of money. It won't in some cases, unless we pervert it, but that's a whole other, that's a whole other conversation. But, and we push it away because it will, it will require on some level a degree of sacrifice. It will cause us to be uncomfortable. We'll have to step outside of our comfort zone and we don't want to do that. I am no, I, you know, we know the, we know the word says that he is no respecter of persons and I am not exempt from that. There were times where I would think, Lord, why are you giving me all these hard prophetic words to tell the people? Why are you, why do I have to go and do this? And so why do I have to, you know, at the time, why do I have to pass with my husband during You know, this time of social upheaval, you know, no one wants to listen to us. And I don't know why all this is happening. And when it's not comfortable, we don't want it. That's our human nature, though. When something is not easy, when something is not readily given to us, when it's not comfortable, when it's not pleasurable, we don't want it. It's the same reason why kids don't often eat vegetables. You have to teach them that they have to they have to ingest. Watch this now. They have to ingest, they have to eat more than what they think is good for them. The word says, it was good for me that I was afflicted, that I may know, that I may know of your statutes. Paraphrasing. In coming, to, in coming to grips, in coming to peace with your anointing, you have to understand that God is not going to get tired of you wrestling. You will get tired of wrestling God. Let me say it again. God will not get tired of you wrestling you will get tired of wrestling. God, we see this through the big, we see this through all through the old Testament, especially in the lives of, um, especially in the lives of Jeremiah and Ezekiel. The one thing that you all need to understand is it takes time sometimes to come, to come to, to come to peace with who God has made you and what God is asking you to do and where he is sending you. And what he has fashioned you to do—that takes time, that takes courage, and that takes maturation. One thing that I used that used to really uh, hurt me about my ex-husband when he would say uh, things about people who were struggling with their call, struggling with their gift—and I would tell him that you know not all are Samuel. He came. He came to faith when I believe he was in like middle school or high school and he, all he ever wanted to do from there on, there on in was be a preacher. He was, he was completely laser focused on what, on what it is he wanted to do. One of the things that made that uh, drove me that I completely admired about him and still do in some fashion is because he, what he wanted to do, what God told him, what he wanted to do and what God wanted him to do were the same thing. And he, and he went forward full force. And I can respect that. There are other people, however, who go into, you know, go into ministry or even a chosen profession that God is, that God is leading them to, who wrestle with that because for some of us, it's not that easy because we're not at peace with it and with us, for us as human beings, it is more, we are more apt to be agreeable to something when we either can control it or when when it's not going to hurt one of the reasons why you know after surgeries or other rep- or or especially in orthopedic surgeries they tell you that you need pt you need physical therapy because you need to train your body how to work how to regain its strength in a new capacity your anointing is how you operate in the spirit with this new capacity with this new ability or if you've walked away from your call, wrestling with it, how to now operate in that, putting that and grafting that back into your prayer life, back into your serving life. And we see this a lot, especially with people whom whom are prophetic, that, you know, there. I think there was an old Lily Tomlin joke that said that if God talks, if you talk to God, that's prayer. But if God talk, if God talks back to you, then you're schizophrenic. You know, there there are people who wrestle and walk away from that call from that office because they don't want to deal with what comes with that. When you begin to truly be at peace with your anointing, three things will begin to happen. Again, we'll get into these as the weeks go on, but you'll receive that, which means that you're now accepting of what is going on and you're prepared to grow in that capacity Two you're now reconciling the fact that your life will no longer be the same. That something inevitably and irreparably has switched and there is no going back to it. I'm reminded that, um, in John six, when the Lord asked, when the Lord asked Peter, after all the other crowd had left, um, he asked Peter, you know, are you going to leave too? And Peter said, where where, where can we go? For my own uh my own walk with the lord and you know grappling and really wrestling with what it is i was supposed to, i was supposed to be and what i knew i was but didn't know quite what to do with it i remember telling the lord in prayer that there's no there's no other place i can go there there is no other and i say this with all due respect there's no other there's no other religion i can go into there's no other belief system. There is no other. And I got this from, uh, I got this from Sarah, Sarah Jakes Roberts on an old YouTube video. I saw this week. Christianity is the only God that has skin in the game. As it relates to his, his creation. He is the only God who has skin in the game. And when she said that everything in me lit up because it's true, I don't see, I don't see, you know the i don't see Bud i don't see buddha stepping into humanity offering this kind this kind of this kind of reconciliation uh and i don't have enough faith to believe that all oh, this is an accident so i can't be an atheist i wasn't born into a jewish family and i don't I, and converting no, won't necessarily fix that and that is no disrespect to my to my jewish family who i follow on social media i love them with the love of the lord and it's always great to have, to have, uh, other discord with them, but I'm not Jew, but I'm not Jewish. There's, you know, there's no other place, you know, and I'm, not, and, you know, I happen to believe that Isaac was the, cho- was the chosen son. So I can't, I can't follow, I can't follow Islam. So where else will I go? That there was a God who saw a need and fixed it. There's no other place I can go. And also resting in that anointing. Me, resting, resting in this case would mean that you no longer have a desire to fight with it. You may have moments where you're like, "Oh Lord, this is really hard. You really have to help me." But it's not a point to the point where I just I just throw all this in the air and quit. Now, granted, pinning that, you you may have moments where where you th- where you do want to throw your hands up and say, "You know, Lord, your cre- your children are crazy. I don't want to do this anymore. This is hard." But you're, but at the point of resting, you have built or you have built or rebuilt a relationship, a relationship with God to the, to the fact that you can now rest in this is what, this is the best God has for me. And if I have any questions, I'm not, I'm not by myself. And yet, as we, as we close for this, for this intro show. I want you to begin to think about what it is that God is asking you to do. I want, as I always ask you to, to consider in this space, however, and for this instance, I want you to really think about the anointing that's on your life, whether that be for ministry, for music, for dance, for art, for science, for math, whatever, whatever it is that God has, has put on you, put in you, invested in you. I want you to think of I want you to think about what is stopping you from really embracing that is it people is it timing is it trying to please other people is it fear what is it because being at peace with your anointing will help you and will and will And will give a firmer foundation to what is God is trying to build in your life and the leg and the spiritual legacy you leave to your children and grandchildren. Being at peace with your anointing is not impossible. It's needed and necessary. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to Fill the Well podcast this week. I hope that you were encouraged. I hope that you were strengthened. I hope that you are reminded that God is still able and able to do all things. I look forward to speaking to you all next week. If you would be so inclined to sow a seed into this ministry, you may do so via PayPal. The PayPal is Apostle J. B. Harris at gmail.com. Again, that is A P O S T L E. J as in Jack, B as in Boy, H as in Hot, A R R I S at gmail.com. Until next week, may your prayers be fruitful, may God ever smile on you, and may your well stay full.